Welcome everyone to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. I'm filling in today for Rachel Stolpe, who prepared the worship service, and I'm mostly using her words as and her preparations for today. Erin is in the tech booth if you need anything. Uh, welcome to those joining on Zoom. Today is Pentecost, when we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. The leader materials connect Pentecost, rebirth, and the story with the story of the phoenix, the mythical bird that dies and is reborn in flame. Rachel and um, Amy have been doing some crocheting, and there are two phoenix birds up here to help us remember that symbol. There are many ways to visualize the Holy Spirit. And we see that up here in the sanctuary. We see it on the screen today as fire, as wind, or a bird. Throughout the service, there'll be this slideshow that will play uh, many different images of the Holy Spirit, as well as the names and descriptions of her. Rachel Stolpe notes that she sees or feels her as a feminine presence that wraps around her to support her, keeping her safe, and keeping her in line. On the back of the bulletin, um, there are some reflection questions, and you can glance at those throughout the service. Rachel notes that today we're starting the worship service with one of her favorite hymns. She has this hymn, Holy Spirit Come With Power, printed out at home and framed for easy reference. And she reads it as a prayer to calm down, repeating the words as a mantra. Number 57, Holy Spirit, come with power. Would you please stand? 57, Holy Spirit, come with power. And then stay standing for the call to worship.
Let's read the call to worship together. God of wind and wings, gather us in this space. God of flames and fire, emblaze us with your passion. God of rest and resurrection, raise us from the ashes. Our next song is 828, There's a Wild Hope in the Wind. confession time today we're going to close with the Lord's Prayer and could you turn the, to that right now so we have it ready let's turn to 989 and use a the first version 989 so let's take a moment to bring ourselves before God and silently read the confession as printed in your bulletin then we'll read it together and close with 
the Lord's Prayer. Please read the confession in the bulletin with me. Lord, we recognize the ways we have brought pain to you and to others and ourselves. For Jesus' sake, we ask you to breathe new life into us. Wash us clean and ignite the fire of love in our hearts again. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I'll read from Romans 8, 22 through 27. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. In keeping with the multilingual spirit of today, I'm going to be reading the beginning of the Acts um, scripture for today, verses 1 through 13 in English and then in Pennsylvania Dutch. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, 
and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. Du kommt nach aus Pennsylvania Deutsch. Das ist aus der Apostelgeschichte, das zweite Kapitel, Vers 1 bis 13. Und auf der Tag von Pinkste waren sie alle beieinander und hin auch gleich gemeint. Auf einmal war ein Jacht vom Himmel wie ein Windsturm und hat es ganz heiß gefüllt, wo sie guckt hin. Und sie haben Feier gesehen wie Zunge, das Asnale gegangen sind. Und das Feier hat auf jeder Eppe guckt. Sie waren all gefüllt mit dem Heiligen Geist und haben auch gefangen Schwätz mit anderen Zunge, so wie der Geist ihnen gegeben hat, zu sauer. Es waren Juden aus in Jerusalem gewohnt hin. Sie waren geistlich besonnen und waren von all die Länder aus in die ganze Welt sind. Na, wo sie das Kert hin, sind viele zusammengekommen. Die waren verstanden, weil alle waren von ihnen, sie Kert hat schwätzen in seinem eigenen Spruch. Sie waren verstanden und haben sich verwundert. Guck mal, haben sie gesagt zueinander. Sind nicht alle die, die am Schwätzen sind, von Galiläa? Wie ist das, dass alle waren von uns die Herzschwätze in die Spruch, was wir wissen von kleinem Uf. Parthians und Medes und Elamites und die, wo in Mesopotamia, Judea und Kappadocia, Pontus und in Asia wohnen, von Phrygia und Pamphylia, Ägypten und von die Dele von Libya nächsten Kyrene und auch Fremde von Rom. Jude und Asri ist der Judeglaube auch nur hin, Kretes und Arabians, wir hatten sie mit uns gesprochen, die wunderbare Sache von Gott sah. Sie waren alle verstanden und haben nicht gewusst, was sie denken würden. Sie haben einander gefragt, was meint das? Andere haben gespürt und haben gesagt, sie sind voll, sie sind bei. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these people are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The leader of Hi, I'm Amy. Um, I'm going to be preaching today. I also wanted to, want to tell you about the little, um, the little crocheted friends there. Um, so the, the, the Leader Magazine um, Worship Planning Resources today had um, suggested visuals with um, kind of a 
with dramatic reds and golds, um, kind of a, you know, possibly like a nest of fire um, that a phoenix can rise from. And um, it sounded very dramatic. And Rachel and I thought, um, crocheted baby phoenixes. So <laughs> that's what... <laughs> That's what you get when you tell Rachel and I to do things. And <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun with that, um, with the project, but also the, um, I love the baby phoenix because it's kind of the reality of the idea of some, a newborn or somebody rising from the ashes. It's cute and awkward. It looks like it maybe can't fly yet, maybe can't walk yet. Um, and that brand new brand new, slightly messy <laughs> reality just fit the, um, the first day of the church for me. So um, anyway, that's that. Um, and on to the sermon itself. Um, so all four Gospels agree that Jesus died around the time of the Passover feast. So in the days that followed, as Jerusalem was teeming with pilgrims celebrating the festival, the disciples gathered in the dark quiet of a locked room, confused, bereft, struggling to hold on to hope for all that was promised to them, afraid and uncertain about what might happen next. It was in that place that the risen Jesus came to them, offering them peace, a herald of God's victory over death. They continued to see him for the next 40 days. And the gospel tells us a few stories of these encounters. But one day, Jesus spoke his final words to them, bidding them to go out to bring his good news to the world. Then he disappeared from their sight, and they didn't see him after that. A few days later, it was time for Shavuot, or in Greek, Pentecost, the celebration of the wheat harvest, as well as a commemoration of the giving of the Torah. And as the streets of Jerusalem were teeming with pilgrims celebrating the festival, the disciples gathered in one place, confused, bereft, struggling to hold on hope, hold on to hope for all that was promised to them, afraid and uncertain of what might happen next. And I wonder if any of the disciples remarked, I feel like we've been here before. On the other side of Pentecost, we as followers of Jesus trust that Jesus is risen, that his resurrection has shown once and for all that the love of God is stronger than death. We confess our faith that the Holy Spirit is among us, giving us life, empowering us for service to God and God's people. And as we affirm these glorious realities, the church has too often given into the temptation to think that confusion, grief, and fear are aberrations, things that we just need to get over, or even symptoms of a lack of faith. But in reality, grief, confusion, doubt, and fear our foundational experiences of the church. In the Gospels and Acts, we see that support for one another when it seems like all is lost is what first gathers the disciples together when Jesus is no longer with them. And while I notice this is kind of um, going into my theme of kind of a downer of my sermons lately, <laughs> um, and I'm going to get to those glorious wonders of Pentecost right, real soon, I just wanted to make sure that this was said that this is where the day started. So many of us, myself included, 
are tempted to hide away from our community when we aren't experiencing the faith, hope, and joy that we want to believe characterizes the followers of Jesus. But Pentecost begins with a people struggling to hold on to faith and hope, unable to join in the joy of the celebration that was taking place just outside their door. It was to this people holding on to one another for dear life that the Holy Spirit came. The Spirit's coming to them was not in a small voice or a gentle nudge, but something much more dramatic. The text describes the sound of a violent wind filling the house and tongues of fire resting on each person. But those, gather, those gathered appear not to be afraid of all this, but spurred into motion, into action, going out to the gathering pilgrims, speaking such that the diverse crowd could each hear the message spoken in their native language. Their appearance must have seemed pretty chaotic since some of the crowd said that they were probably drunk. Although we weren't certain exactly what the message was that the people heard in their own language, just that they were speaking of God's, de of God's deeds of power, the text preserves the words that Peter spoke to the crowd. He quotes the prophet Joel, locating the events that they were witnessing within the Hebrew prophetic tradition. The text discusses the pouring out of God's spirit on the whole people of God, discussing how dreams, visions, and prophetic words would come to men and women, young and old, enslaved and free. The power of God's spirit and the signs of God's coming are not subtle and hidden things that must be carefully discerned by mystics and scholars. The spirit's presence would be sudden, clear, universally experienced. It was this vision of the spirit that drove the disciples forward into a world that might be hostile to them, empowered to share the good news with people who are different from themselves, the call for all people to come alive. The story of Pentecost Day taken by itself seems like the inauguration of a glorious future. The empowered church ready to fill the earth with the knowledge of God's power and love, taking their first step into a glorious future. But the remainder of the New Testament, not to mention the lived reality of the church, makes it clear that this isn't the case. The Spirit does not shield us from pain. And as the epistle text that we read states, it is sometimes the life of the Spirit that can, in a sense, um, contribute to our distress because it's through the Spirit that we hope for something more that we don't see, a new creation that we believe is coming into being, even if the world seems to be falling apart around us. And the same spirit is the source of our comfort and patience as we hope for what we've not seen, the spirit which prays for us on our behalf when we don't even know what to pray for anymore. The image uh, that we had for our worship today was the phoenix a mythical being with origins in ancient Egypt that has resonated with various times and cultures, including within Christian history. The phoenix dies in a blaze of glory and rises from its own ashes. As much as we want our life in the spirit to be bright, strong, and fearless, the image of the phoenix seems an accurate reflection of the life of this, in this current age. We live through cycles of growing, burning out, being restored, of dying and living again. 
Life in the Spirit is not an unchanging experience of joy, hope, and power, but a promise that we can rely on the next time it feels like the world is ending. There is a fire within us, even when it feels like it's burning out, able to offer neither heat nor light. And like a phoenix reborn from the ashes, that fire will blaze up in glory and shine before all. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. We now move into a time of communion. We celebrate the Spirit of God who hovered over creation and brought order out of formlessness. We praise you, Spirit of God. We celebrate the Spirit of God, who filled Jesus with power and wisdom, and through him made the life of God available to all. We praise you, Spirit of God. We celebrate the Spirit of God, who has been poured out on all people and leads us into the reign of God. We praise you, Spirit of God. And so, as we gather at the Lord's table, we recognize the Spirit's presence among us, and we open our hearts to the Spirit's influence. Please pray with me. Lord, we come knowing that we depend on you for life and truth and love. We come knowing that you are welcome, that you welcome us with open and accepting arms, we come ready to meet you and be changed by this encounter. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the eve of his execution, gathered his friends for a meal. During supper, he took a loaf of bread and he gave thanks for it. Then he broke it, and he passed it among them with these words. This is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat, and remember me. After the meal, Jesus took a cup of wine and gave thanks for it. Then he passed it among them with these words, This is my blood, which is shed for you. Take, drink, and remember me. And now we continue to do this until he returns. We will eat and drink we will remember Jesus and his great love for us. You're invited to come up in small groups. Amy will give a blessing. We'll pass the bread to each other and we'll say the body of Christ. Then we'll eat together. Then we'll pass the grape juice around the circle um, saying the blood of the new covenant. Um, like I said before, 
gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free. There's a trash can over here for your cup when you're done. Amy, you want to come up? Maybe if you can stand on this side. Please come to the table. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this meal of remembering and for coming to us in the Spirit's power as we have shared it. May the love we find at this table be reflected in our lives. May the power we receive at this table make us peacemakers and healers. And may the Spirit who fills us again at this table lead us to be those who proclaim God's reign in every word we speak, and in everything we do. For Jesus' sake, amen. I invite you to sing 377, New Earth, Heaven's New.
We invite the Spirit of God to blow through our lives and our world. Let's pray. God, we lift each other up to you in prayer. God, we thank you that you send your spirit to us in rough times and in happy times. God, we pray for those who have lost faith in themselves, in others, and especially you. May your spirit renew and inspire us again. We pray, God, for all those who have lost hope in what life can become for themselves and for all people. May your spirit encourage and challenge them again. We pray for all who have lost their ability to love freely and recklessly. May your spirit comfort and soften them again. Holy Spirit of God, fill the world with your peace. Fill the church with your purpose and fill us with your power for the sake of your reign. Amen. To begin our sending, we will do 387. We are one in the spirit. And uh, we're going to hear all of the languages that are listed there uh, from folks in our congregation here. Uh, you all are going to do the English. And then Rachel A. Scott's going to do Spanish. Mark is going to do German. Steve. Hartman Kaiser is going to do French, and you are welcome to join any of them in the language that they're singing in. Um, and then we will then be singing verses two and three in English. If you want to break into British English, you're welcome to do that too, uh, but that's the plan. Please stand. Wir sind heilig im Herrn, 
Wir sind einig im Geiste, wir sind einig im Herrn. Lasst uns beten um Einheit durch den Geist unseres Herrn, denn wir werden als Christen an der Liebe erkannt. Ja, wir werden an der Liebe erst erkannt. Du dans l'Esprit, du Jésus, du dans l'Esprit, Jésus. Nous prions que bientôt ce qui divise ne soit plus, et le monde saura que nous sommes chrétiens par l'amour dont nos actes sont Beloved community, go from this place with your hearts on fire, wrapped in the wings of the Holy Spirit. May you be a witness to the way new life rises from the ashes. Rise, beloved children of God, go in power.